0: Blog Talk Radio So, I say thank you, thank you to all the Hunter chill upon the sea island. And wherever else on the chillin' to be, we're so glad that Hunter tune in for Yeti Wee. This year, the Wee show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. We wanna say happy Omen Month to all the Omen with out John and things like that. We're so glad that Hunter tune in for this year. For Her Story Month broadcast for 2019. This year, the Queen Quet head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad to be back on the air right here at Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. As we crack weed deep this evening, I know why, why we had just a few episodes during last month. When we to celebrate We Story, but you know we celebrate We Story all year, every day. We ain't have to wait for no one month. Upon this year's program, you know we get up. We give to the uplifting legacy and pay ancestral homage every time we come on the air. So we're so glad that Hunter hundred children tune in out there. So let me take this your time but dedicate this your program this your month to plenty. of we gonna get you among ancestors, especially to the Beach Lady, Marvin Betch. especially to Miss Ernestine Tobias Felder, who been. Upon we assembly, our representatives, especially to Bunny Rodriguez, who been on we wisdom circle council of elders, these women all done crossover into the Roman ancestors, but they had dedicated a life to helping we for other of people, for know just who we be. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. So we're so glad that all a hundred chilling with Dio we the see and the thing like that that plenty a hundred chilling be to keep up with what we got going on. You know the Gullah Geechee sea Island Coalition still a sponsor this is your broadcast and thing like that. So you can go on always to N E T. Gullagichi.net, if want want to join, we and be one member of the Gullagichi Sea Island Coalition and things like that. And so we're so glad for all and children with dear one more again to support the Gullagichi Sea Island Coalition this year, Gullagichi Volunteer Month. We got for College done, come on back and things like that. And so we just want to hear them as we spend we day with them today. Then last week, we went with them children from Uhuru Academy up there in Columbia and then that Thursday, we had the Charleston children dia from the School of the Arts. So we know so we work in things like that this year in the event. We're so glad that all that children come for join we right here and taught them not robbery, that they won't get Who we be from we and things like that if for true. And I think about them, this year weekend will be we going by. Be kind of mixed weekend for we because this year time been what we call the weeping time. And plenty of hundred children might never get about that for now. If one ain't never gone to com and follow me and read up why i done right but this, your thing and trick down plenty the people, one might never hear about this, year. So if I make sure all of hundred children would be around the world can understand and understand where to crack my teeth out, I'm going to talk like this. Because it's very serious that you grasp the magnitude of our story and our legacy and why we don't lock it into 28 days only of February because there are so many stories that still have yet to be put out before the public about what African people have lived through and in particular what Gullah have lived through and accomplished in the world. And so I want you to... Think back. Think about a time that would have been 160 years ago. Now, I know hundred children probably say, "Great God, I can't remember 160 minutes ago." Some of y'all, some say, "Great, that's good for you." 160 second hard for me these days. I know some of y'all have these short-term memory problems. But I need you to tap in to your soul now and to your spirit. I need you to imagine what things would have been like for Africans in North America 160 years ago. If you said, well, slavery would have been going on. That's right. You still had human beings being enslaved, being bought and sold. You still had other human beings benefiting from the sale of our ancestors, our African ancestors. So here it is. Many of our African ancestors were kidnapped from a region of West Africa Called the Gold Coast. Now, most of you who've ever heard me speak, you have heard me talk about the fact that when you look into the enslavement records and enslavement journals, they wrote of our ancestors as black gold, black cargo. Well, the Gold Coast wasn't named that because of the cargo, although that was part of the riches that was put on board the enslavement vessels. It was named that because the Europeans who had come and scouted the areas and had also done trade with many of the Africans there recognized that they had something that Europe didn't have and that they wanted because they looked at it as valuable. It wasn't easy to find. So because of the scarcity of it, they decided it's something they ought to have. So here it is, even unto this day. One of the major things in the world is gold. People will tell you, well, you know, the U.S. dollar ain't worth much anymore. It's not back with anything. So if you're going to invest in anything, invest in gold. Purchase gold, real gold, and gold mines. Well, the mining back then was Mining out the black gold and all the knowledge base that they had. All of the value was in what these individuals would be able to produce. And they figured out they were partial to, in fact, these ones from the Gold Coast. There was something about their work ethic and their skill set that they valued them above. Many other ethnic groups and areas and regions that by then had been raped and pillaged and people had been kidnapped from all through Angola and Senegambia and Ghana and all of these areas were just being taken, not only the mental, physical seeds of the human beings, but often the agricultural seeds that then became cash crops and that would also now have to feed this so-called black cargo, black gold, as they lived in another land called North America. Now, they didn't just bring the seeds over and sell them. They didn't even just stop in the Caribbean or the Caribbean and trade for sugar and rum and then bring it and sell it. No, that brought very little money except the sale of those days by tons of it. But one human being, one piece of chattel as they called us, brought in riches so much so that was part of the estates we were bartered with, we were given away as wedding gifts and so on and so forth and in this case we were used to pay off a gambler's debt. Here it is, the Pierce Butler. Many people who are from Georgia coastline have seen that name Butler is still throughout the coastal empire, it's still throughout the low country. In other words, it's throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation, from Jacksonville, North Gakalaka to Jacksonville, Florida. You may see that name, especially in South Carolina and Georgia. You see businesses with that name Butler on it. Well, let us think back again. People that were opening the doors for the guests coming in and out. These are the people that were opening a gate to just about the close as you get to hell on earth by committing the crime against humanity, by then opening gates of enslavement and then ushering in our ancestors through those gates and locking the gates behind them, chaining them inside there. This butler had Butler Island in Georgia as well as property on St. Simons Island, Georgia. So you will meet Gullah Geechies who will tell you, my family came at the Butler Plantation. And that may sound weird to you, like why would somebody announce that and pronounce that, with, you know, with no shame? Because these are plantations. They were and they are plantation lands here throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation. So the way that people can find out and reconnect to their story – happens to often read through plantation records. Well, into the Butler family came someone named Fanny Kimball, who was an abolitionist, and she was appalled by what she saw. So it's her book that many people in Georgia have been able to look at and then discover that they were enslaved, or their ancestors had been enslaved by the butlers. And that, in fact, their roots do come from the Gullah Geechee Nation, either on St. Simons or from Butler Island on Darien, Georgia, and they had these links and connections to the Weeping Time. Well, the Weeping Time took place in 1859 on March 2nd and 3rd in Savannah, Georgia, at a racetrack. There were 436. Human beings, African people, our citizenry of the Gullah Geechee Nation that were sold at one auction that took place over two days where the sky poured down rain for 48 hours. The sky cried. It wept. So people call it the weeping time because they feel like God or the angels were crying just as much as the mothers were crying out for their babies that were being ripped from their arms. And the women were crying as these men put their fingers in different orifices to check and see what the value of this wench ought to be. That they were touching them and tearing things from their bodies and looking under things and telling them to bend over. And the men sitting there chained up watching or being over in a horse. Stable, waiting for the opportunity for the same to happen to them, for them to be put out in this auction scenario so that someone could bid on them and take them away and scatter them even further now, creating a diaspora within a diaspora the African diaspora was not enough the plantation diaspora came again and then there's now a Gullah Geechee diaspora that unfortunately at times has to get reconnected through commemorations of such hardships as the weeping time but as we celebrated yesterday at Solomon Temple of the Church of God and Christ in Savannah, Georgia we weep no more we now commemorate The warrior element that is within the Gullah Geechee Oman, this year Her Story Month, that allowed these mothers to still be able to stand, to hold their heads up, to continue to work and fight for their own freedom, some of them fighting to get back their children, working to find where their children were dispersed to, to try to get up the money to buy their way out of freedom. And those who later just stayed upon the land so that when big shooting things not start, we later anything like that, that they were in the same place so that if the family came back, they had a place to come back to. And that the weeping that would happen then would be the joy of reconnection. Well, interestingly enough, there are those still seeking that joy, still seeking this as these stories, these myriads of stories start to get dug up and put before people's faces through things like the historic marker that stands in Savannah for the weeping time, the ones that the monuments and the markers that stand at River Street in Savannah where our ancestors were sold by the tens and hundreds of thousands of people over the years. But even with all those sales, no one auction ever had this many people on the Georgia coast sold at once, according to the documentation. So it is a massive undertaking to now commemorate this properly. So there's an initiative underway to not only make people more aware of the weeping time, but to make people begin to understand why there needs to be a sufficient memorial not only to the weeping time, but memorials that honor the legacy of our ancestors in various places. You have seen leaders of the Gullah Geechee Nation participate with the Middle Passage Project so that there are places and spaces that we draw light to so that people recognize these as ports of entry into North America, many of which are on the Gullah Geechee Nation's coast, many of which are on the eastern seaboard of the United States, that people would recognize that the hardships that people suffered there shouldn't be ignored, remembered, that they need to be commemorated. So when we think about horse racing and we think about the Tanbrook race course that was in Savannah, Georgia, And that somebody decided to turn a race course into a place in which to harbor Africans. All because he owed a debt? But yet he paid his debtors through the blood, the sweat, and the literal tears of our people. And some would say, and when will we get paid for the debt America still owes? from the middle passage through to things like the weeping time to the Madabalash and things like that that will have been pump people back all of it true. When will we get paid? Even the late great artist, Prince, had a song called When Will We Get Paid? As many of you recall, he spent a couple of years with the word slave written on his face when he went out somewhere and he changed his name to a symbol because somebody else owned his name. So imagine that. Think about that. How would you feel if somebody tried to own your name, tried to own everything affiliated with your name, including your body, your person? And then at any given moment, because of what they got themselves into, could sell you, your name, your children, your mama, your daddy, and anybody else that they saw fit that they also felt that they owned. Well, think about it. What price could be offered? What price would be sufficient to really say you could provide restitution and repayment for what even happened on one day? called the weeping in time. So here it is that as we go forward in time, the women who suffered, the women who fought back, the women who did the things that were considered part of uprisings and rebellions so that this could stop, this crime against humanity, this institution of enslavement would and could stop are not often recognized because why? Y'all say, well, nah, nobody want to hear all that old stuff. And the... Ooh, yeah, that too sad. I ain't to get it with that. Uh, Why don't do something else? Well, I think it's sad that you could spend hours at a time sitting and watching black people beat up on one another and throw things in each other's face and pull fake hair out of each other's heads on television a day. But you can watch that and feel no pain, so you go on watching it. But you're doing harm to yourself and to your people for the many generations to come because, again, somebody else is exploiting your person in order to make money off that drama. So please spare me saying how sad it is to talk about enslavement because this is a modern day enslavement that y'all seem to be having joy over, and it's unacceptable. If you want some reality, the Gullah Geechee Nation is a place that you can find it because we still live on this very soil where the blood of our ancestors cries out daily about the things that went on to them under these old beautiful Spanish moss-lined oak trees that look so good in people's fictional movies about where we live and even their fictional representations of plantation life as something that was just, you know, a normal thing of that day. So we just was walking around picking cotton and stuff and just singing ditties. No, we weren't. There were days that you didn't know what was about to happen to you at any given moment, including them snatching you up, throwing you on wagons, and then taking you miles away to have you thrown into a place that normally the horses were in. So can you imagine the stench that must have been inside of some horse stables while it was raining? Can you imagine that happening right now? Can you imagine the type of dysentery and other diseases that these people were exposed to? And we're talking about environmental injustices today? But we don't want to talk about human rights? Well, if one ain't a where hundred a deer from, one ain't quite know where hundred a guine. And you can't effectively fight for the rights of people in this present time to talk about wanting to make a better future without looking back to the past. Go back and fetch it. So annually now, here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, we have numerous commemorations. We had the Emancipation Day commemoration. We commemorate that January 1st of each year. Many people do it as part of Watch Night. As soon as the 31st goes into being the first, the Emancipation Proclamation is read aloud there because this is where it was first read aloud. This is the area it pertains to. It did not set every black person, every enslaved person free. Read it closely. It referenced these areas here. The same way Special Field Order Number 15, that we still use as a reference point in regard to Gullah Geechee land rights issues, reflects this area from Charleston, South Carolina, to Ferndina, all right? and 30 miles inland, or the abandoned rice fields. These are the Carolina gold rice fields that many of those who were snatched up in the weeping time and sold off to various plantations in Carolina and in Georgia, for that matter, they ended up on working in another kind of gold, but not for themselves to get the riches from it. In every instance that we talk about this gold and this golden age, it was a golden age for plantation owners, many of whose descendants still own these plantations here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, to which visitors come. This time of year and through, we, our tourist season has begun. All right? As of the time of the spring break, as of the weekend of weeping time, our tourist season has begun, and tourists come to this coast and grows by the millions. They are making billions of dollars in tourism in South Carolina and Georgia because people still want to visit the plantations. I've been to them and done libation ceremonies in Louisiana and Mississippi and all through the entire Gullah Geechee Nation to try to settle these spirits. But they will not fully rest until their stories are told. So it's no surprise to me that when we arrived in Savannah yesterday, it was raining the same way it had done 160 years ago. It was no surprise to me that last night we had tornadoes touched down. We had winds that blew, that even my house sprung a leak with all the rain that was coming down and the wind. that. It was no surprise that would happen 160 years after the sale of our ancestors in Mass on one day, two days to pay off somebody's debt, and yet we still gambling. And I know some of you would say, well, you know, I gamble because it's fun. I gamble because, you know, I don't see no other way that I'm going to get rich, and I want to do it quick. Well, everybody ain't Denmark Vesey. Everybody ain't going to hit the lottery and buy your freedom. I know what you're trying to do. But we need to see and know what's attached to these things. We've had Gullah Geechies who gambled so much that they were just like Butler, gambled so much, got themselves in so much debt, that they lost family land down here. And I'm speaking from family experiences that folks lost huge parcels, 10, 20 acres. Why? Because they gambled so much, they went and borrowed money from Baccarat and things like that, and what they're wrong to do EMPM back so that the people get a deed. So we need to recognize the nuances within these stories as we present them and recognize that there is pain in it. There's pain in knowing things while other people around you seem to be thinking ignorance is bliss and trying to live that out. There is pain in it. But, just like was emphasized time and again on yesterday, weeping been door for a night, but joy cometh in the morning, as Scripture tells us. So there's a joy that there were some mothers and some children that could survive what took place at the Weep in Time, that could survive what happened at these Butler plantations in St. Simons and Butler Island, and that still are around, that are still seeking freedom on this Georgia coast, the Golden Isles and the coastal empire throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation, that they are those that were connected and tied to Middleton Plantation in South Carolina, and that these Middletons and these butlers that are connected to each other and that are still around. Middleton Plantation, many of you spend money going over there. You spend lots, and again, you enriching those families. They continue to make money off the plantation, the plantation story, and now exploiting black history and our legacy because what happens is they have an occasional descendant that might tell you a few things and they get paid a little salary. Some of them literally still live on these plantations in Charleston especially. There are those who will go in and do storytelling at these places. They will do concerts and sing. There's groups with the name Plantation and these folks get hired to be there singing ditties. Most of them are not native Gullah that They do that but they can rent black folk rent a negro there was a book called rent a negro you can do that and then people are not thinking of how they rented out our ancestors how they forced you to come to the big house and to the yard when their friends were there to entertain them on the fiddle and to sing and to dance and how they again once the men looked and said well I like that one bring that one on upstairs for me or bring that one around here to the back for me I have something I to do with her. And here we are still playing this game and thinking that the way that we go forward is by keeping our heads buried in sand like ostriches and not looking at anything except entertainment. We raise our heads up to be entertained. We raise our heads up if we want to just do something that we think is keeping it light. But y'all talk about keeping it real. Well, this is as real as you get. I dare you to walk this sea island sand and actually walk this land where our ancestors walked and stand at a spot where any of them were auctioned with your spirit fully open. Open and see what you feel. And if you don't begin to weep, then I test your soul and wonder where it went. Because it's failed. It's failing you. If you can't feel what's going on. Since so we enter into National Her Story Month, Women's Her Story Month, we can't forget the warrior that still carry our legacy and our story. The mothers usually carry the pain and the joy in their bosoms as they pray for their children and their children's children to come in the Gullah Geechee Nation, that they will know who they are, that even as painful as part of their legacy may be, that they recognize it, remember it, and don't ever let these types of enslavement things happen to them again. So young sisters out there, any of you who may be tuned in tonight or listening to this as the podcast later on that you downloaded from iTunes or you found that you came upon our Gullah Gitche Rhythm radio page on Facebook and you decide to click, and yeti ya don't sell yourself. I know people like to say, cheap on the end. No, don't sell yourself, period. Others have done that already to us. We need to have more pride and dignity about ourselves. People with a certain body part are females, and you grow to maturity, you're considered a woman. But you don't mature into being a lady. That's about a lifestyle choice. Every woman out here is not a lady. Every lady is a woman. They grew from a girl that somebody may have misled or miseducated. You may have never known about enslavement and what happened to the women. But I dare you, go in the library, even go on YouTube. You can watch Goodbye Uncle Tom, and if you can stomach it all the way through, hit me up with an email to G-U-L-L-G-E-E c o at a o l dot com dot com send me a message and let me know if you feel that after watching that that you just have a right to go around here selling yourself and y'all know exactly what i mean by that so don't start getting no images of nobody walking on a corner late at night If you're sitting up here waiting for somebody to come over and drop a couple dollars for one thing or another that you want to buy or pay for, but you didn't go out and work, stop selling yourself. It does a disservice to us, and it continues to sink us deeper into a pit that has no type of rescue ladder that can reach that far down to get us out when they are still saying that black women in America have a negative net worth or at most a $6 net worth, when human beings have been and are right now in sex trafficking being sold for add three digits and more behind that six? Are you kidding me? We're buying pocketbooks and hairdos and things for these huge sums of money and carry, not even carrying pocketbooks anymore because ain't nothing to put in them. You carry that in your pocket and your bosom, and then you pull that out and you give it to somebody else, and their family gets rich and your family suffers. And you want to cry. But you ain't got nothing to cry for. This is a time when the Gullah Geechee mother, or grandma, need to say to you, "Stop that crying here, before I get on the something for crying." From. Because what you weeping over doesn't hold a light—not one candle—to what the weeping time was, and all the crying that our Ancestors and our elders did not only during the transatlantic slave trade and chattel enslavement, but then into and through the Civil War, wondering were they going to survive all these gunshots? Were their men ever going to come back again? After some of them were forced into service Now here it is That then they had to go from that Into Jim Crow Where people want to lynch you For being independent For taking care of yourself For self-sufficiency Now here it is You can work for these people But you can't ride on the bus And sit next to them You can work for these people But you can't go in a restaurant And sit down and eat Just like they do At the end of your work day Here it is You have sex segregation the civil rights movement and then we're into this human rights movement we are in now our mothers our grandmothers our great great grandmothers all of them have weeped and they're weeping now when i see the rain falling i know they're looking down shaking their heads talking about what's wrong with them. term after all we've been through how could they forget so this month I encourage you, don't be going on the Internet Googling somebody and looking up people you all see on TV and that's who you want to post about on Facebook to say, oh, yeah, I heard, yes, Women's women's Her Story Month. Y'all like to say Women's His Story. If it's hers, give it to her. It's Women's Her Story Month. Here it is. You want to do that with folks that ain't got nothing to do with you. And there's people right there in your neighborhood who fought through the times I'm mentioning, fought for you before you were ever born, and you don't even know their stories. You don't even acknowledge them. There are historic sites in your community that are dedicated to women. There's folks out here like Maggie Lena Walker and others that have national Historic sites, you have Harriet Tubman has a National Historic Site. At least go visit one of those, get inspiration from them, and then go back in your family and your community, do some oral histories or oral her stories this month so that you can document the legacies in your own family and ask them what did they go through to get to where they are? What did they survive to get to where they are? you have warrior refs right in your community and you overlook them. I see the things in our news feed. We have Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook. We have Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition on Facebook. I see what our fans, followers and friends, as they call them on there, post. And it's very few out of 22,000 on one page and maybe close to 3,000 on another and who knows how many is on the next page, that they don't post a whole lot that I would repost necessarily. So where are the stories of Nzinga? Where are the stories of Asada Shakur? Where are the stories of the warrior rest that stand up? I appreciate all of you who post and repost what I post, because this is how these stories don't remain buried. And we pray that when you stop and watch for more than y'all say y'all ain't got but a three-minute attention span somehow on social media, but you got a three-hour span if it's a drama on television, and you can binge watch your reality shows. And for 8 and 12 hours, it seems y'all been watch. And that ain't no problem? Well, ain't no problem then for you to watch a half-hour broadcast on Gullagisha TV when y'all see the Weeping Time episode coming up. And it ain't no problem for you to watch an hour-long broadcast when we post those on there either. It's a matter of choices. And the women who fought back, who put their lives at risk, they did it because they chose freedom. They did not. Is somebody else controlling where you live? Do they control where you can go and who you can go with? Do they control whether you can shop, even for food? Well, then you've chosen bondage. So think about it. Where do you stand? Are you just sitting in a corner weeping? For something you put yourself in or you might say, well, it ain't really me because I had grown up like this and I had just I know what to do and I can't get out. It's still your choice. At some point, you got to be tired of being tired and you got to go. The same way our ancestors figured out how to run, you can run to. But what direction will you run in? If you have no idea there's such a thing out there called freedom, will you run to it? Or when somebody shows it to you, Will you be appalled because it's not your norm? So you run away from it, you back away from it, and you back right back into a toxic situation and cry some more and weep some more. Well, there are too many of us out here now that are thriving, surviving, standing in those footsteps of these warrior rests who have fought for us. And we do them a disservice if we don't fight on. So many of you have watched the video that's gone viral of me speaking before the U.S. Congress. I appreciate all the positive comments, I appreciate all the typed support, and all the wonderful emojis and gifts and all that. But better than that, I'd appreciate your physical support face to face as you see us posting different events and you see us posting fundraisers and you see us posting letter-writing campaigns and petitions for you to sign, we need you to do that because throughout this month we're also going to be posting a lot of things that continue to talk about the water rights that we are fighting for. And so water is now the new gold. This is becoming the Gold Coast. People want to get black gold in another way, the Texas tea that they used to talk about on the Beverly Hillbillies. These folks are trying to drill for oil here. If they get these seismic gun permits passed, the next thing they do is try to figure out if oil is here or not. And we have adamantly fought against this. Yes, you heard on the show before that we had already defeated this. That was during President Barack Obama's reign, but this rain of terror that people are dealing with out of Washington D C right now has brought that and so we have a legal case that's already been filed in court, thank God for the South Carolina Environmental Law Project. They are our attorneys who are fighting on behalf of the Gullah Geechee Nation to stop the seismic gun permits from ever being issued. Therefore no scouting to potentially figure out whether there might maybe possibly be even a little bit of oil out there, because even if there's one ton or a thousand tons or 10,000 tons of it, the money from it will not benefit Gullah and one oil spill would ruin our entire cultural heritage and destroy our land and our legacy, and then what happens to us? another diaspora is created, and we weep again. Well, we weep no more. We are warriors in this fight against this type of hurt, harm, and danger even coming to Mother Earth, and we are not going to back down. We're going to keep our heads high like I know many of those women, even as they were attempting to humiliate them did, kept their heads up and looked the enslavers in the eye and fought back. And I'm sure some died fighting. And we are standing now in a fight. Some think it's a fight of a lifetime, and y'all might say that, but to me, this has been a fight that my life has been about for decades now. So it's not a new fight for me. But if this is the first time you ever seen a ring and you get in there, I guess to you it's a fight of a lifetime because it's your first go round. But even a good fighter takes breaks at some point. There's been no break for us with the work of the Gully Geechee Sea Island Coalition since we started in 1996. Daily, we have to stand up and fight. So I appreciate all the sisters who our new members that have already joined this year. Everybody I believe I've gotten a membership from this year has been a woman. I appreciate all of the folks who said, well, I want to join and I want to stand with you. I want to bring my children. I want to learn, and I want to know what we can do. So you can become members of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition and join in with the warrior rest of our community and the warrior rest in our membership. Go to GullahGeechee.net, dot net. You can find out all the details about the work that we do, not all of it, but you get the mission statement and our major issues that we contend with. And then... You can go to Gullige dot B I Z B as in business I Z. B I Z and you can pay for membership right there online. If you prefer to get a membership form by mail to mail in a check and you wanna also send a donation to help with our legal fund because we still have our GoFundMe out there for the Gullige Land and Legacy Fund and we have just also been entered into a challenge, a fundraising challenge that will be launched later in this month and I'll be announcing it here because we're going to need everybody to donate all that you can because the amount of money that we can raise through crowdfunding is going to get matched and we can get a grant for a huge sum of money to our Gullah Geechee Angel Network that helps us to continue this fight and works right along with the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition and the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank because all this work is being done to sustain our culture and our cultural heritage. So once again, if you want to know more about how to do that, how to support, you want to mail a check in, a money order in, email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E. AOL.com. G U at AOL.com. And also for all of you who listened over the past month or so, I know you said, well, man, I had a question right then some nights. So it was a burning question, but you never open the phone lines, right? When I do the short broadcast, many times I'm traveling, and so I don't open the phone lines, but I'm doing my normal broadcast tonight, So I am going to open the phone lines now so we can take any callers that might be out there. And so the call-in number is 347-324-3903. Three four seven, three two four. 3903, and so if you want to chill and want crack your teeth with me and things like that, you can definitely tune in, call in, dial in, and then go ahead and chat, and chat with us that way. We did not have a chat room open tonight. Um, the next time that we do the broadcast, we may open up the chat room again. I didn't bother to open it up tonight because we need to upgrade some things, but also, last few times I opened the chat, y'all folks don't come in the chat room no more, but y'all love to be on social media and comment on the radio show after that and we appreciate that as well but definitely if you want to dial in and you have a comment live again 347-324-3903 and so i already recognize this phone number that's on here well how are the children to do over there all mobile productions amp turn it up for the quammy what going on
1: uh everything is good queen everything is beautiful um And as usual, I just want to commend you on your work and and wish you all the best and send you some love and send you some strength and energy to continue the work that you do.
0: Well, I appreciate it because at least you've been here through this and actually been here to witness the work and even was there at the Weeping Time commemoration yesterday document and everything. And so I know for you, not being from Savannah or anything, the Weeping Time story probably was new to you, right?
1: Uh, Yes, it was. Uh, I had never heard that story before.
0: So now, now that you know that aspect of black history, (laughs) what would you say you gained by the knowledge of that story, and what would you share with somebody else who wasn't aware of it?
1: Well, what I gained was, again, the understanding of the hardship and, and, and the pain you know, figurative and literal pain, you know, of being enslaved. And and I often say to myself, I wonder what I would have done in those circumstances. Would I have been one to resist? Would I have been one to go along? Uh, I I often think and say to myself I would be one to resist, but um, it's clearly something that, you know, people don't understand. Uh, how the the venomous attitude that folks have toward uh, people of color, African Americans, Africans from uh, from Africa here in America, you really have to look at these stories and read and understand these stories, learn these stories to understand the inhumanity towards us that was you know in place, so that you will now take more of a stance on first and foremost making sure that you're in a position to first pull yourself up and then as you're going up, put your hand back, pull somebody else up. You know, right. uh, it, it's 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 something that you can't turn your back on it. You can't just say, oh, I don't want to hear about those stories. You have to hear these stories. You have to see the atrocities that were being done to us to so really understand why it's important to stand unified. So I definitely love Absolutely. That. Absolutely. So I
0: appreciate it. I appreciate you calling in and part of that standing unified is, you know, instead of just telling folks when people just bump into them, oh, you know, I support you. You know, actually doing that, actually supporting them. So you don't have to tell them to support them. They see the support. And so I appreciate your support over all of these years, um, just about 30 years now. I appreciate your support and the ongoing work that you're doing with all mobile productions, especially more now even in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And we know we'll be talking back with you some more as the year goes on because part of this journey and talking about the transatlantic slave trade is going to be taken up by the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival going during Black Music Month down to... Barbados. Yes. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's going to be really interesting. I know some of my listeners are saying, well, wait a minute, I thought Queen Quick going to Bermuda. I am. I'm going to Bermuda this month, which is March, and I'll be keynoting there. And then in June, we'll be taking the festival that many of you have attended in Charleston or on St. Helena or even down on coastal Georgia and Florida. We are heading this time. And we are doing it two months earlier than normal because we are in a hurricane zone. And so the further into hurricane season that we go, the more likely that there could be tropical storms or even heavy rains and turbulence. So ain't nobody got time for that, as y'all like to say. So we are not trying to go and try to leave our coast during the time that we know those things start to ramp up, one might say, especially when we know we're in the midst of fighting against climate change. The climate has changed right before our faces. And so this year, the festival will be in June. It will be Father's Day weekend, in fact. So folks can go right out and go to Gullah info. G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E. There is no I in Geechee if the we, okay? dot I-N-F-O, and you can get the details on it and go ahead and fly down, meet us in Barbados, and you will be able to not only engage in celebration. I know y'all like to go to Caribbean and wind down and things like that there or go for carnival and jump up, okay? But there's also a legacy behind that. Why do we dance? Why do we celebrate carnival? Why are there John Canoes? All of that goes back to transatlantic slave trade. Believe it
1: right, or not, right.
0: and so yeah, folks exactly. again, yeah, need to make the connections to these stories. Go ahead, Brother
1: Paul, Yeah, I, I was going to say that would be a great Father's Day present for you know for wives and, and children and the family to get together and pool their financial resources and, and take that on a trip that you know helps to educate the whole family. Uh, Absolutely, know, and, and get to understand the importance of family. Definitely, that, that would be a great Father's Day gift. Absolutely, because this is going to be
0: a family reunion with our people down in Barbados. They're very excited about us coming. The folks are excited about me coming to Bermuda in the next couple of weeks as well. And I, too, am looking forward to being in all of these places and spaces that our ancestors also built in other parts of the world and that we're still holding on to this legacy. So definitely the unity is what makes the difference, and these invitations have come because there are other people who are reaching out to the Gullah Geechee Nation, wanting to work with us and ensuring that our story is told, but that also that we have collaborative partners around the world fighting to hold on to cultural heritage and our legacy within that. And so definitely I appreciate you, Brother Shah, for calling in for the Women's Her Story Month first edition, right, Chilt? Yep. We'll on a thing like that, and I definitely will be chatting with you again shortly.
1: So peace and blessings. All right, then. Peace, peace, and blessings.
0: So, yes, yeah, so everyone, once again, if you follow Gullah Geechee com all these different events that we're having throughout the year are posted there. Gullah Geechee TV, you can access from there. Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio, you can access from there and go back into the archives about many of the different things that we've shared and during various Her Story Months over the years. You can learn about many of the warrior arrests, some of which I touched upon in this broadcast, and we'll be talking more about more of them throughout this month. But you can also keep up with these different things that we are fighting for right now in the Gullah Geechee Nation and contribute to them. And we appreciate everybody, men and women, who are standing with us unified as Brother Kwame Shah has done and continues to do. And so we thought it not robbery that we wanted to start off this month remembering our ancestors and making many of you aware of the weeping time. And as we go forward in the month, we're going to make you aware of more of our journey and our story and how the past definitely connects not only to the present, but to our future, especially if we think we can forget it. All right? Those who do not know their history are destined to repeat it. And I definitely don't want to repeat the weeping time. So... Please stay in touch. Stay tuned. I am still going out on the Gullah Geechee Land Legacy World Tour. We are getting ready to head out there to Ohio, to Cincinnati soon. I got a message right before the broadcast that the tickets are really selling at the Sintas Center, and so, folks, there's a big buzz up there in Ohio that I'm coming back, and so I'm looking forward to that. I'm praying that we have a a warm front, that there's a hot front, really, that melts off all of what folks are going through in the Midwest and that there's no rain or anything when I'm coming out there and packing some sunshine in the suitcase. And then once we come back down, we have some more Gullah Volunteer Month work to do, and then we head out to Bermuda. And so we have a lot more of her story that's going to be written this month right here. And so hopefully all that's going to go viral and join that video from DC. And if Hunter to trying to book me, go to queenquet.com, Q U E E N. Q-U-E-T dot C-O-M if you want to sponsor any part of this fundraising and awareness global journey that I go on every year. And I do travel to various countries and various venues. Just go to the booking link at QueenQuet.com and you'll see what details you need to send in. You can also email e c o at AOL.com and we appreciate you and we appreciate you your continued support of this broadcast because we wouldn't still be eight seasons on the air if most of our listeners didn't tell me that you appreciate what's said here. So thank you, thank you to all Hunter Chillin', wherever Hunter to be. Thank you, thank you for joining in and yet in a little bit more about the Gullah Geechee legacy. And I'm so glad that Hunter tuned in and spent this your time with me. This year, the Queen Quest. Head, but It's your Gullah Geechee body. God bless hona wherever honor to be.